You're listening to Baby Boomer's Guide to Life in the 21st Century. When Australian Rugby League and Penrith Panthers legend Royce Simmons disclosed that he'd been diagnosed with dementia last year at the age of 61, many were in shock. But in typical Royce fashion, he immediately set about exploring what he could do to slow the condition's progress, and then his thoughts turned to assisting others. Through Royce's big walk, he raised more than half a million dollars to support Dementia Australia and legged his way some 300 kilometres over nine days from his hometown of Goolongong in central west New South Wales all the way to Penrith. Roy Simmons was a tough-as-nails former Penrith Panthers skipper, led them to their first premiership and fan favourite, faced Herculean physical battles on the field, and now it's a different kind of battle, this time with Alzheimer's. Royce, thanks for joining us on the show. And uh, how are you getting through it? How are you managing? Oh, really good. No, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. And uh, I'm just doing everything I can to slow the progress of uh, Alzheimer's down. Um, you know, like obviously on medication and, you know, anything that I can do. I do a lot of exercise that's really good for slowing things down. And, uh, you know, I jump on the computer and play games and, you know, read the papers and watch movies and watch quiz shows and, you know, whatever can improve. Um, you know, they say exercise for an hour one day, I do about five or six. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think the more the better. So, uh, yeah, so um, everything's fine at uh, this stage, but uh, fully aware uh, I know it's going to take a grip later on. I'm just wondering that wonderful little place called Goolagong. It's a village of barely 300 people. Did you play footy when you were there? 300 people at Goolagong, that's be at Christmas and that's counting the cats and dogs as well, I think. <laughs> Did you have a full complement in your footy team? Yeah, when we went to uh, the school, I think there was only um, there was only six in my class at that time and uh, yeah, we used to have a footy side, but it took uh, – we only played about one or two games a year. Uh, uh. You know, just played the other little towns around and uh, went from third class to sixth class to make up your side, but it was – you know, it was all uh, it was all good fun back out then. How would you go from that, Royce, playing in the bush to playing for the Panthers? That's where I went to school. Uh, I, I played rugby union for a little town from Canoundra where we originally lived. Till I was about seven or eight, I lived at Canoundra. Then we moved over to Goolagong in the early 60s when Dad bought the butcher shop there and he, he ran the butcher shop from there. But I used to travel back to Canoundra uh, every weekend to play rugby union and I played rugby union from under eights to the under 16s and uh, played against some of the really good rugby union players over my time, like the Ella Brothers and various names like that. Um, uh, in representative sides and so on. But I went to school at Cowra, uh, which was about an hour's drive every morning. It was, I mean, it's only 40k up the road, but when you hopped in the bus, it took about an hour to pick the kids up along the way. And I went to Cowra High School and uh, played in a very good rugby league side there from uh, 13s, 14s, 15s and 16s. And then I went from there to change from the school football into uh, football with the Cowra senior sides and Cowra uh, Inc and Andrew Senior Sides and uh, from there got an opportunity down in, down in Sydney. So that's how I mm. uh, eventually got my way to Sydney. Can you remember when you were growing up in Cowra? I- I'm imagining that that's when you were in your late teens. What were your 
influences did you have? Favorite songs, movies, films, other art? Did what did you do? No art and music um, were a long way from me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mate, I was. Uh, I, I love to go down to the, the river at, at uh, Goolagong and have a swim and swing off the ropes and do somersaults and dive into the into the water. And uh, then on the weekends I either played cricket or, or rugby league or rugby union. You know, um, mm. yeah, sport was what motivated me. And from the little town of Goolagong I lived in, uh, a player that used to play with St George um, back, you know, a long time ago when the St George had their great rugby league sides, uh, bloke called Barry Beef. I, I knew Barry. Beef lived in the little town of Goolagong and Barry went and played for St George. So I followed uh, the great St George sides with, um, you know, with the late Graham Lenglands and the Billy Smiths and and the, and the list goes on, the Rocket Reddies and all them sort of mm-hmm. people over the years. Uh, so St George was my, my side to follow and they were all my favourites and I, I loved my cricket. I was a wicketkeeper and I... Love watching Rodney Marsh play and Alan Border and you know Dennis Lee and Jeff Thompson and all them them sort of people and uh, so they were they were my fans. Uh, uh, I wasn't as you said I wasn't too much into the the music or the uh, or arts or anything like that. Sounds like you had a beautiful upbringing and I'm did you throw in a line at that river where you used to straddle the trees? My word, yeah, <laughs> um, me and Dad. Have uh, fishing lines in uh, most of the time. You know, we'd be going throwing the lines out about six in the morning, and then about six in the evening, going back around and checking them. And uh, you know, have a pair of stubbies on, no shirt, no shoes most of the time. Mm. Uh, wandering around even in the middle of summer when the tar and the cement used to get pretty hot. You seen your feet sort of got. <laughs> Used to not wearing any shoes and thongs till I mm. sort of got a bit bit older. So, yeah. you know, I just enjoyed country life, uh, good people in the bush and, uh, you know, make a lot of friends out there. So it was a really easy way, you know, like, you know, no crime too much out there, you know, nothing to hurt you too much, uh, um, you know, just enjoyed yourself and enjoyed your friends and enjoyed me family. Sounds wonderful. In many ways, Royce, Penrith was like a big country town at the foot of the mountains, but how did you adapt to life in in the city, in the big smoke? What was that like for you? I had actually had a trial with St George uh, and uh, and didn't make the grade on that occasion and I went back to the bush. Then I'd come back down um, a year later and, I'd, and I was trialling for South Sydney and I was living in uh, Coogee a bit and that was a bit of a... Bit different for me, you know. I, I was living with some um, some friends from out of Cara that had moved down, older friends than than I was that had moved down, and they bought brewery trucks and that sort of stuff, and they were set up, set their lives up pretty well. And I moved down with them, and when I wore my first lot of clothes down, they said, "You can't, you can't be wearing them clothes around." It looked. <laughs> 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 so we're gonna have to take you down to the shop and buy some. Clothes that look half decent, you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a life change for me, and uh, you know, it was, you know, it was busy, and uh, and 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 the ocean wasn't really my go either. The sand and the the waves mm. and the surfboards, and I tried to go out and have a bit of a go at it, but you know, I'd end up 
getting hit by a wave and doing about five somersaults and <laughs> covered in sand. And I, I soon, uh, soon abandoned uh, the beach in the sand. I got away mm. from that. It wasn't, wasn't my lifestyle. All those mates that no doubt you would have had in Goolagong Gong and Cowra, you still hear from them, still talk to them, connect with them? Yeah, and, and oh, Canoundra, the other little town where, where we originally bought up at Canoundra, I was up there last weekend um, at, at Canoundra. Me, uh, my sister turned uh, 70 and mm-hmm. in East Rory, she turned 18. So we had a celebration on the, the Saturday night and then caught up again on the Sunday morning from my sister's 70th. So mm-hmm. we had a double thing up there. And, look, I, I go back to the bush as uh, Quite often, um, my two sisters still live at Goolagong, so we get back up there as, as much as we can and we, we still get out the Canoundra and Cara. And it, it's just fantastic when you go up. There's always something on the, the country. People always organise a barbecue or, you know, a dinner or whatever, and, and they, every day someone else new turns up and, and spend really good quality time with you and... Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I still love getting back out to the bush. Uh, I, I really love here at Penrith where I live now, but uh, I still love getting back out to the bush and catching mm-hmm. up with everyone. As I said, the lifestyle out there is just just slows up and eases up and everyone's just enjoying themselves. And, uh, and, and, and as much as they go through, you know, they've gone through the fires, the droughts, you know, COVID and all that they seem to have this great ability out in the bush to just overcome that and keep enjoying life. And, and Royce, what about your premiership mates? I mean, nothing binds a group of people together more than a battle at an elite sporting level to win a premiership. You will be forever bound with those mates. Do you still see them? Yeah, still still catch up. I mean, we, we had, uh, I think it was 30 years last year. Um, we caught up and had a reunion back here and, People come from all over the place now where they've moved on in, in life to various things. We, we all caught up and we were, the Penrith always have a reunion every every year, so we always get an opportunity to catch up. Still see a few of the local boys, still see Greg Alexander, regular, see Brad Fittler quite often, uh, Mark Guyra still see around. Um, it, Mark still lives in Penrith and has got a gym in Penrith here and... Uh, and Colin Vandervoort still lives here in Penrith. Barry Walker still lives here in Penrith. Colin Bentley, another member of the side, still lives here in Penrith. So yeah, and I, I see them all regularly, you know. And uh, but uh, at least once a year, all the other boys get together and all get down and all we all catch up for that really good day that we had um, back in '91. Gee, just thinking about that nine-day trip you did, you legged your way some 300 kilometres. Did you call in at Goolagong on the way? Yeah, we started at Goolagong. <laughs> ah, terrific. Yeah, and then we started at Goolagong um, and went back up to the – I used to work up the little bowling club, country club, as they used to call it back then. Uh, so it all started back there where I, where I used mm. to work as an apprentice greenkeeper back in 1970 five or whatever mm. it was back then. So um, we went back there and started from that area and we walked from Goolagong to Cowra first day, which is about 40K. So mm. we, and I had uh, Brad Fitt, Fittler with me that day and Andrew Farrer, who, yeah. uh, who Andrew's a Cowra boy, um, and uh, so he, he come down from Wollongong and, and joined in. We went for the walk. His mum and dad, Andrew's mum and dad, still with the Cowra. 
and Brad, as we know, is a New South Wales coach now, and we'll, and he joined in, and we did the first forty k to get us, and we walked into Cara Rugby League ground and met from the under sixes, I think, right through to the senior men and and, and ladies teams. So it was a, it was a it was a great day, and it's all in aid of of Alzheimer's awareness and and things. When you when you think back on your career now, do you recall? taking a lot of knocks to the head and thinking, you know, at the time thinking, wow, this is not... I mean, it's such a, it's such a brutal sport. It's, it's, and everyone who plays it is courageous and deserves admiration. But at the time, did you think it was... Did, were you aware of the potential damage that could happen? Oh, well, look, I'm like any other player. We got a couple, you know, we got a few concussions in our time, but I'm yet to have any proof... <laughs> given to me that concussion and Alzheimer's go together. I, I I still haven't seen any proof of that. I mean, the biggest killer of women in the world is dementia. And, I mean, women up to a few years ago haven't played a lot of rugby league or a lot of contact sports. So, you know, till I see um, some proof, I, I, I'm not putting them together I'm, I'm, any more than I'd say alcohol, drugs, Lack of sleep. There's, I think there'd be an array of things this long that'd be every equal to the contact I had in rugby league. You must be such an inspiration for both the past Penrith players and the current ones. And and I read where you still working for the Panthers. Is that terrific? Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I, I haven't done anything as far as like coaching goes for about eight years now, um, eight or nine years. But what do I do now? I walk, work at Panthers and I'm an ambassador. So I do things like go with the commercial team when, when they're meeting the sponsors and, uh, and I, any of the talent scouts want me to go out to the bush when they're trying to sign a young player up and, you know, I can go out and tell the, the parents, you know, what a great club this is and how the facilities are set up well and all that sort of things. I go to the other clubs they've got and meet and greet the people and, you know, we might have a punters club or, you know, or a business lunch or anything like that. So I, I'm doing all them sort of um, like an ambassador for the club right now and I, I've got a VIP room every home game where we've got about 90 people that, <laughs> that I entertain there for the day as well. So, you know, I've got a... Um, been really well looked after by um, by Panthers over a lot of years, and uh, and uh, they continue to do that. And I, you know, I'm enjoying what I do here, and um, I still love coming to work every day. And uh, only trouble is, I've got to fit all my training in around it for the uh, <laughs> to make sure I'm doing the right thing as far as prevention for this uh, disease. Yeah, it sounds like you're pretty busy. Pretty busy, Royce. Do you have any leisure time? Uh, not much lately, no. Not since, you know, since we decided to um, take on the walk and then trying to work around slowing up dementia, you know, so the combination of both of them take a bit of your, your time away. So, uh, yeah, but it, it's all good. Um, mm. Enjoying what I'm doing and uh, everything's, everything's fine. You've inspired generations of people and um, I just have to say we have – a producer who can be a bit of a grouch at time, you know, but today he has not wiped the smile off his face. He'd call himself Penrith's Panthers number one fan. It's Jeff Furrillo. So uh, you've made him very happy as well as 
thousands of other Australians. <laughs> it's oh, terrific. It's, you know, it's all I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm not really trying to make this about me. I'm just trying to make everyone aware that, you know, um, uh, dementia, as I said, is the biggest killer of women in the world, the second biggest mm. killer of of men. Gosh. Um, in Australia right now, there's about half a million people with dementia. Wow. And and there's roughly 1.6 million looking after them. So mm. to find wow. an answer for this would free up a lot of medical money and expertise and, and doctors and and people look after um, the people with dementia. It would free up a, a lot of things to, 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 to go to, mm. you know, cancers and whatever. But uh, And the other thing I think people have got to know too, further down the track when I when dementia takes hold a bit more, it's, it's probably not me that's, you know, in any pain or anything. You know, it's going to be my family that are sitting there and looking at you and don't, you don't know who they are and you don't, you know, don't know who your wife is, don't know who your children are, you don't, you know, uh, and all these sort of things. It, it must be so hard on the family. It, 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 again, it's, it, that's what I'm saying, that it's so hard on your grandkids and all them, you know, that, that, mm. that grew up with you and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's you know, it's a terrible disease and I'm just trying to make everyone aware of it, but it's going to keep growing and growing. Like, it's not going to get any better, mm. so... Uh, mm. You know, just trying to let everyone know and make everyone aware just what it is. And, and uh, you know, it's not so much about me and, and football and everything, but that just, that does help. Well, well you're doing a great job, Royce. It's a great job that you're doing. And just one final reflection, if you wouldn't mind. You were kind of the the last generation. I mean, football is so professional these days. It's a full-time job. You were of the generation that still had to juggle kind of full-time work with training and playing. How did you manage that? Oh, it was just how you were brought up. I mean, you know, um, you, you'd go to work and you were trying to pay your house off at the time. You'd go to the work, say, 6 in the morning, you go to the work, and at the end of work the boss might say to you, look, can you do an extra hour for me? And you think, yeah, well, of course I can because we need the money, so you do an extra hour overtime and you'd uh, then you'd slip home and, run upstairs or wherever and change into a pair of shorts and a T-shirt and fly down to the footy field and, and do your training for, you know, hour and a half, two hours, um, then slip home and quick turn in the bed and then around the went again, you know. You'd, mm. You're probably back then you'd be probably training, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday maybe and a, and a Saturday morning or something before a Sunday game. Plenty of times I've gone to work Sunday morning before a Sunday game, you know, went and, again, an opportunity to get some overtime, go and do that, pick it up and, and go. But that's that's what we knew and it was, you know, and, and sport was something you enjoyed. So you mm. just wanted to get there and enjoy yourself and, and that's what it was. It was enjoyment, you know. Uh, as a bonus, you got a few bob on the way. Um, but then uh, now it's the biggest change. Now it's become full time, mm. and, and and so the players have just got so much better. You know, um, you know they got time to obviously get all their training, treat their injuries. You know, go sit down and watch videos. Uh, they're all eating the right food. They get fed the right food at the academy where we are now. They take food home with them. You know, uh, they come in every morning and weigh in and hop on the thing and make sure they haven't lost any weight and 
you know, put a report in to say how they feel. And, Gosh. You know, physios here. And it's just and, and it's just like anything. Look, go back to when I was a kid, the cars weren't that flash, were they? No air conditioners, no nothing. Well, that's just life. And it, and it's just got better and better. And the players are no different. So, I mean, uh, you know, we, we couldn't compete against the players that, of the day. I mean, we had the same training opportunities, who knows, but, um, you know, the players of the day, just they're another level from where we were there just. And uh, honestly, here, the, the boys here, the, the, you know, won last year's premiership, tremendous mob of young, young gentlemen and uh, really, really get out there and, and, and do some charity work. They don't tell anyone too much about neither. They keep a lot of things to themselves. They're really good mob of, mob of young boys. Oh, that's so good to hear. I, I know that um, this Royce's Big Walk is still wanting people to donate. So may I say that if you want to donate to this fabulous, fabulous cause, Royce's Big Walk, one word, dot com dot au, and you can still donate to help people with dementia and their families. Thank you so much, Royce, for uh, your big part in Royce's big walk, and you've inspired so many of us. Can I just update too? Um, we're up to a million dollars now. <gasps> oh, oh, good on you, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> Royce, thanks for joining us. And before we go, we'll, we'll get a song from you that we can play out on. But um, before we go, just uh, I just want to say thank you for your time. You were such an inspiration to many people on the field. And now you're an even bigger inspiration off the field. So thanks very much for the wonderful work you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Royce. What song can we play for you, Royce? Well, just a bit of a gimmick. I told you earlier on I'm not much of a man, but I can walk 500 miles. What about that? Uh, <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> Good on you. Thank, Thank you, you, Royce. Cheers. Bye, Royce. Just, uh,